I'll be ministering on the 16 spirits mentioned in the Bible. However, today I'll be speaking on a different topic, but I'll be repeating. I have four more spirits to go, but I'll be repeating on one spirit. God told me to do so, and that is the spirit of poverty. Somebody say the spirit of poverty. Say it loud and clear. The spirit of poverty. You know, these teachings I've been teaching you, really, they need more emphasis. It's unfortunate that we move from one spirit to another spirit before most people have understood the other spirit. It's a war. We need to rise up and fight. Say with me, it's a war. We need to rise up and fight. The enemy has put up different spirits against you. Against you. You don't even understand why certain things are going in a different direction. Not because things are supposed to happen in that way. But there is a spirit that is standing between you and your destiny. Somebody said the spirit of poverty. I assure you today, and I promise you, if you can understand this teaching and believe in Jesus Christ for your deliverance, I can promise you that it will not take long. You will begin to touch all the prosperities which was not coming on your way because of demonic interferences. Are you understanding? Are you hearing what I'm saying? The spirit of poverty has taken hold of so many people that even if they do anything, there is nothing they can show, not because they're supposed to remain like that, but it is a spirit. Hello? The Bible speaks in Mark chapter 5, the Bible speaks of a man who was so poor. In fact, the Bible calls this man, he was possessed by a spirit called legion. And this man was living in tombs where dead people were living. He was staying there. Not because he was supposed to stay there. Do you hear me? And the Bible does not say he was mentally disturbed. There is not any scripture which says he was mentally disturbed. The Bible says he was possessed by a spirit. And he was living where in tombs he was possessed. He was living in the mountains. His clothes, you would feel sorry for this man. But when Jesus said out, a spirit left. And immediately Jesus commanded to give him clothes. And the people began to give him what? The question must be, where people before not being commanded to give clothes? They were. But nobody wanted to give this man what? Because something was blocking them to give him clothes. And that was a spirit. There are people right now, you are being blocked to receive a contract. You are being stopped. Don't you think they were feeling sorry for this man? They were feeling sorry for this man. Everybody wanted to help him, but they could not help the man because there was a spirit in a man. 
stopping everything. He must remain like this. He must remain like this. He must be in this state. No clothing, no food, living in the bush, sleeping in tombs, sleeping in mountains. He must remain like this until his deliverance. When he was delivered, when Jesus said, give him clothes, there was nothing blocking. The Papa says, they took clothes and gave him. What happened? The Papa said, the man went all over in other nations preaching the gospel. The Papa says when he was delivered, he began to preach all over. The question must be, wasn't, okay, should I ask in this way, was this man, do you think he wasn't wanting to preach? He had a passion. But what was stopping the man? There was a demon. Do you know some of you here, you were supposed to go far, but there was, or the least, a what? A spirit stopping you from becoming what God wants you to become. And today, in the name of Jesus, I said in the name of Jesus, we command the spirit to leave. Somebody said, I command you out. An evil spirit of poverty. The Bible says the man, the man who wanted to go far, the man, the man, he was, in fact, he was out of the community. No one wanted this man. Nobody. The Bible says he could not be tamed. Even if you give him clothes, he would tear them apart. What have I said? Even if you give him what? He would what? Even if we give you business now, you would tear it apart. It is not you. It is the demon in you. And you'll be like, I don't know, Papa, me. Any business I do, it doesn't do. It is not you. It is a spirit in you tearing it apart. The Bible says, even if you use chains and bind this man, the Bible says he would break the chains. There was a spirit. And we can command that spirit today and rebuke it and send it where it came from. And terror it never come again in my life. I speak over your life. That spirit of poverty that makes money in your hands disappear is living today. Somebody say, I command you out. Now, in this teaching of poverty, what is the spirit of poverty? The spirit of poverty, this is a very important teaching, has nothing to do with the preaching of prosperity. You have heard the gospel of prosperity where people teach about you will be rich, you'll be a millionaire, you'll be what? This has nothing to do with that. This is a spiritual teaching that deals with delivering someone who has a demon full stop. And this demon is a demon of poverty. Are you here? There's nothing. Nothing to do with the gospel of prosperity. There's nothing. Because this spirit does not attack poor people only. Even rich people, it makes them poor. Sir, I have seen millionaires becoming poor. Some of you here, you had money before. The money disappeared. So the spirit has nothing to do with prosperity. It can attack anyone, rich or poor. It attacks anyone. The reason of this spirit is to bring sin and rebellion against God. You think prostitutes standing on the road right now, you think they want to be on the road? 
Answer my question. Do you think those prostitutes standing on the road like this, you think they want to stand there? It's the spirit of poverty. Do you think if they had money, they could be standing there? Never, never. They are rich people right now, using their money anyhow. And they don't even realize what is making them to, to spend money carelessly. They don't even know why. It is a spirit of poverty. Until their money is finished. You hear me? Yes. It is a what? Somebody had money. And then he went, a lot of money. So he went out. Took away his friends. Buy anything you want. They were drinking. Uh, you want another? You want alcohol? Just get any. And the, and the guy is poor. He only had money for that time. He spent all his money buying things for people. And he didn't know why. It is a what? So that all his money must what? Finish. People, people drank alcohol the whole bar. Everyone was happy. Oh, oh, oh this guy is a main guy. Him, he didn't know it was a what? When the money finished and he became very poor, the same people he was buying alcohol, they began to laugh at him. And they say, ah, he used to have money, this guy. Hear me. The spirit of poverty has nothing to do with the rich or the poor. It can attack anyone since it is a spirit. And I want you to know this. We need to rebuke this spirit today from your children, from your family? Are you understanding what I'm saying? From your career, from everywhere. Do not just watch. Do not watch. Your children are suffering in poverty. I told you there are different types of poverty. Okay? There are different types of what? That is what we call poverty. Inherited poverty. Where you were born from a poor family. This one, you are poor because your family, your, your, your parents are poor. But it does not guarantee that you may die poor because we have seen people from poor families going to school or starting businesses and they became rich. Yes. You hear me? This is inherited poverty. It can be changed. You hear me? It can be what? But you are poor because your family is what? Poor, inherited poverty. Number two, we have what is called geographical poverty. You hear me? It is called what? Geographical poverty. This one can be changed also if you relocate from that place to another place. What is geographical poverty? Geographical poverty, it is a poverty that if you are moving in town, hello, you'll be driving in nice buildings as we're driving out you start seeing slowly good buildings are disappearing. You are driving out of town. You start seeing that, uh -uh, I'm going to another geographical location where there is poverty. As you are driving, you find that the tar road is changing even the, the appearance. And then it's no longer tar road. And then you are moving. And you don't even know whether the road is ending or it is starting. Say geographical poverty. 
all people in that area, all children, you just look at them, they're the same. It's like everyone there looks the same. It is the place where you are. It is the, ge the geography of the area where you are. Even if you are rich, if you go in that places, after one year, you also begin to look like them. Even how you smile. It's like you, want, you don't want to smile like, like you cry. <laughs> it's a geographical poverty. It is not you. It is a place. Government can send, put money, so much money to develop that area. After two months, you'll be like, oh, that money has been misused. Because that area, the devil wants that area to remain like that. So geographical poverty, then you see people moving. I have moved from this place I'm now in town. I have moved. And when indeed, when they move out of that place and go to another area, you find that their life at least is changing. Not because they are supposed to change, but they just moved from ge geographical poverty. And some of you, the place you stay, you are right in a good place of geographical poverty. All your neighbors, everyone is broke. And the only thing that happens in those places is gossips and stories. That ge geographical poverty can be challenged. That's number two. Number one, inherited. Number two, geographical. Number three, the spirit of poverty. This one, my friend, you can't change it. Even if you move from, from this place to Brazil... Even if you go to America, it will follow you there. It is not, it is not a place. It is not a degree you have. It is not the capital of business you have. It is a spirit on you. It will locate you wherever you go. It will make sure it messes you up. It is a spirit. Somebody say, I command you out. How do you know you have this spirit? I'll give you some points. Write them fast if you're writing. How do you know there's a spirit of poverty around you? We're going to check even more here. How do you know there's a spirit of poverty around you? So we'll look at manifestations. How does this spirit manifest on you? How do you know you have this spirit? How do you know? Can we start? Can we start? Yes. Some here, prophet. Amen. Number one. Laziness. Proverbs 6, verse 11. As I said, the manifestations of spirits do not mean that all of you become lazy. No. To some people, it will manifest through laziness. To some people, it will manifest through, uh, through another manifestation. Laziness. Laziness. Listen to the Bible. So shall your poverty come on you like a prowler, and you need like an armed man. 
This poverty, I want you to hear this. Are you following? Are you following? Someone said, the spirit of poverty. Hear me. You wake up in the morning, all right? You find that you just don't want to do anything. It is a spirit of poverty. If you're a student, you'll be like, I will study again. I will study some other time. I will study. Whenever you take your books, you just start feeling lazy. Like, like you want to sleep. All of a sudden, sleep will just come on you. Some of you, I'm not talking about you. Some of you, your children. Just know that your, your child, there's a spirit of poverty following your child. If it is you, just know there's a spirit of poverty. You are just lazy. Now, here the Bible says, we, we just read here the book of Proverbs. Now, I want you to check this. Chapter 10, verse 4. Chapter 10, verse 4. NIV. Lazy hands makes for poverty. Lazy hands makes for poverty. But diligent hands bring wealth. You become lazy. So what this spirit will do? It will just make you lazy. It manifests in that way. So you'll be like, ah, I don't know what is going on with me. No, the spirit, when it comes on you, it just starts telling you like, no, not today. Today just be here. You become lazy. Number two. Are you following? Number two. Careless spending. Careless spending. Say careless spending. No, say louder. Careless spending. Do you know what that means? I'll be very fast. I don't want to spend much time here. Careless spending. You have money like this. I, I mentioned earlier on. You find that you take the money, like one of my sons came to me and said, Papa, eh, eh, pray for me. I said, what should I pray for you? He said, I have some little money. I want to top up so that I can buy an iPhone 13. I said, oh. Previously, the same son had requested that I should help him with the business. I said, I'm using iPhone 12. And you want 13? <laughs> I said, and, and at least, not at least, and I have money. But I why should I? And this, this person has got an iPhone properly, but they want a new one. Now, and I'm like, here, hear this. I have this iPhone here. I have this iPhone. Everything is intact. Everything is okay. But just because there's a new one in town, you want to abandon this one and buy a new one. Trust you me, it is a spirit. How can you? Do you know the money for an iPhone 13? It is enough to start a proper business. 
careless spending. There's someone now, you're hearing me. I'm not saying you shouldn't buy an iPhone, but I'm telling you, sometimes it is a spirit of poverty. Do you know with that amount of money, you can start actually something that can make you buy 10 iPhones in the future? Careless what? Careless spending. If you, if you see yourself, all the times when you have money, you just want to luxury. You want luxury. When you have money, luxury. Just know there's a spirit. All this spirit it will do, it will create a want that you must use your money and when the money is finished, you are broke. And you're supposed to be a millionaire. It doesn't want you to be rich. Say, I rebuke you, Satan. Say it again. Say, I rebuke you, Satan. It is a spirit of poverty. It makes people have careless spending. You will use all your money on useless things. And if I don't teach this in church, I'm not helping the church. You need to know this. Hear me. The enemy wants you to remain poor. In John 10 verse 10, the Bible says he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. When he looks at you, he looks at three things. If the devil cannot kill you, he must destroy your life. If he can't destroy your life, he must steal your blessings. So it's either you are killed by the devil, or you are destroyed by the devil, or he has stolen things from you. Careless spending. You will remain poor. I'm telling you. It is not you, it is a spirit. And we need to command this spirit to go. You have money. I told you before. You know, you have money. And all your money, the moment it comes in your pocket, you begin all of a sudden, you begin to think, I needed to. Ah. Say careless spending. Number three, chronic debts or being in severe loans, serious borrowing. Just know you are under attack. You are under attack, serious borrowing. You find yourself all the times not balancing up and you always need help. So the way you need help, you'll be like, you, uh, can you borrow me 200? They give you. You go, uh, hey, do you have 500? He gives you, uh, hey, do you have 50,000? <laughs> you, uh, do you have, now, then they begin, this one begins, I need my money. Like, ah, uh, this one. You even switch off your phone. You're looking at me like you're a suspect. And these people, eh, they call you at night. In the morning, before you wake up, they wake up, when they wake you up with a call. Hello? Want a new number? You pick thinking it's a breakthrough. <laughs> like, hello? Ah, what, what's happening with my money? Some of these banks, 
different places you have got serious issues with money. And if you are seeing these things happening around you, hear me. We need to command the spirit of poverty to leave you. Trust me, when this spirit is gone, you will not borrow. You shall actually lend. People will be borrowing from you. When this spirit is cast out, you shall be the one borrowing people. Come on, somebody say, here you may prophet. Say, you spirit of poverty. I command you out. So to some people, they are lazy as a manifestation. To some people, they borrow. To some people, careless what? Spending. It is not the same with all people. It manifests differently. To other people, they are lazy. To other people, number four, greed. Say greed. Say that again. Greed. Matthew 6, verse 24. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will devote to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Very important scripture. Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes 5, verse 10 and verse 13. Whoever loves money never has enough. Whosoever loves what? Whoever loves worth is never satisfied with their income. These two is meaningless. This greed I'm talking about, it is the love of money. You are never satisfied. All you want is money. Someone say greed. You have this thing of not being satisfied. All the times all you want is money. If this thing is happening on you, just know you are under attack of the spirit of poverty. It will make you start loving money. There is a difference between loving money and what? And using money. Do you know money? Do you know money? People, there are people who actually love money. Like, I love money. I want... The, anyone who loves money, I'm promising you today, anyone who loves money, money hates them. You should notice this. People who love money, they never, they never have it. If you're hearing me, it doesn't love you. That's why it's not in your pocket right now. And you love it. People who love money, money doesn't love them. That's the currency. It wants you to keep on hunting for it. And you end up doing things against your own God. You are never satisfied. You have this greed in you. You even begin to save money. The Bible says you can't save money and save God at the same time. It is a spirit of poverty. It makes you love money. People who love money can do anything to have it. That's where people fall under sin and trap of the enemy. Because they love money. Me, I don't love money. Money loves me. Even if I change my address, it will follow me where I am. Don't love money. Let money love you. Don't love it. The love of money. You hear me? The love of money is the root of all evil. And the people who love money have a spirit of what? Do you hear that? 
All the times, if you know that every time you sit like this, all you're thinking is, ah, yeah, 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 money. Don't love it. Let money love you. God, God made you to be a person in command. Adam was in command. God said, a man shall dominate. You have dominion and dominance over money. Not money having dominion over you. It's a vice versa. It's like it, it, it defeated you. Can you imagine you sitting in your room in your house and thinking, I don't know what to do. What's the issue? You are defeated by money. You can't get the money. That is an error. You are anointed by God to rule money. To have dominance and dominion over money. What is making you not to have dominion over it? It is a spirit of poverty because it wants you to remain under the authority and control of money. So you are controlled by money. What money wants you to do? You find yourself doing it. So you are, you are being remote controlled by a spirit of poverty by making you love money so that it can control you since you are under the influence of money. People who rule money, they control it. All billionaires in the world, they are not controlled by money. They control the money. The person who made a bank or the owner of the bank right now is not behind the, 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 the reception or the till saving people. He's not even there. He's in his house sleeping. He controls things. They control things. They control a system. But if money controls you, you'll be looking for it every day. It will never come to you. It is a spirit of poverty. I want you to raise up your two hands and say, I command you out of my way. Say loud and clear. I command you out of my way. I command you out of my way. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.